You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, on Sunday we began to look at Peter's statement to our Lord Jesus in response to the request, Do you also want to go away? Our Lord Jesus had finished saying some things which everyone, everyone, unanimously said, this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? The truth was no one could bear it. How do you begin to imagine you have a teacher, then all of a sudden you're looking forward to having a meal of his flesh and his blood. Nobody could bear it. So they turned and left. But when our Lord Jesus looked around and Peter was there with the rest of the twelve, he inquired and said, what about you? Are you not going? And Peter responded and said what? He said, to whom shall we go? Okay, he said, to whom shall we go? Why? We have found that you have the words of eternal life. And eternal life is what we want. So we can walk with some confusion. We can do with some misunderstanding now, but we want eternal life. So we're not going anywhere. And he went on in verse 69 and gave us a clue to what which we should pursue. And 69 says, also, let's read that together, everybody. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Praise the Lord. Our prayer is that you... And I and all of us indeed and those watching online will come to believe and then add to our belief what? And knowing that Jesus is the Christ. The word Christ means the Messiah, the sent one, the anointed one, the chosen one, and the son of the living God. Praise the Lord. So this evening we want to continue. And my prayer and I believe your prayer is that the Holy Spirit will bring us to a place of knowing in the name of Jesus. He will help us to believe and then he will help us to know so that we become unshakable. We become immovable. Praise the Lord. We saw from the text on Sunday that the Bible says many of his disciples turned. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. And the passage we looked at in Hebrews 10 also said, do not cast away your confidence. Okay which has great recompense. King James will put it that way. Which has great recompense of reward. Hebrews 10, 35. He said, do not cast it away. So it is possible to start and then along the line turn back. And we are saying we will not turn back in Jesus' name. Because our Lord reminded us, he says, whosoever lays his hands on the plow and looks back. Let me say something here. It is possible to start and not finish. Let nobody deceive us. Those who say once saved, always saved. And Lord Jesus didn't say that. He said if you lay your hands on the plow, which plow? His plow. And looks back. Here Hebrews saying, what? Well, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Let's go on 36. Let's see what he says. 36. For we have need of patience that after we have done the will of God, we might what? Receive. This is where the temptation begins to come. I believe though, you know, I believe though, I pray though, I fasted though, I came oh, I said amen oh, and then nothing is happening. But it says what? You have 
I have, we all have need of patience. Continue 37. He says, for yet a little while. This is a word for somebody. And he that shall come will come and not tarry. In Luke 18, our Lord Jesus telling us the parable that men ought always to pray and not to faint. He says, shall your father who is in heaven, what? Not hear and answer. How does he answer? Speedily, even though he tarries. How can I be speedy and then tarry? Praise the Lord. How can I be speedy and then be tarrying? Only God has that liberty. Praise the Lord. But this is what he says. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry 38 and 39. He says what? Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man, still emphasizing it, if any man draw back, we don't want to draw back. That's why we're learning what we're learning. We don't want to draw back. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure. You see God expressing emotion. Because at this point, his omnipotence cannot help us. When we draw back, his omnipotence, the picture the Lord gave to me was that you gave someone directions to your house and the person left maybe far off Kuji or Gwagwalada and had been 25, 30, 40 minutes on the road. Then just maybe the last turn that will turn to your house the person decides your house is too far. Will he meet you? He has made a lot of effort, but he can meet you. That whole journey becomes wasted. Why? Because he did not follow on to the end. The Lord will give us grace in the name of Jesus and will follow on to the end. Now the last verse says 39, says what? But we are not, let's read together everybody. Let's read it, I am not, but I am not. Of those who draw back unto perdition, but of those who would believe to the saving of the soul. And we say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Now, if you would now flip back, we are in, okay, back to John now. Let's go back to John. I show you two, two scriptures and then we take it from there. John chapter 4, verse 39. In John chapter 4 is the record of the encounter our Lord Jesus had with a Samaritan woman. Okay? And we know the story. The woman had run to the town and told them her encounter with Jesus. Okay? Verse 39 says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Now notice verse 41. And many more what, believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what he said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that he is what? Indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Can you see progression? You will make progress tonight in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. At the start, they believed. But the Bible says they believed because of the words of the woman. Okay? But they did something. They came to him, one, and then they urged him to stay. Praise the Lord. They came to him and they urged him to stay. Follow because my prayer is that we will learn so that we will do. And then doing, we will have good success in Jesus' name. They believed and then they came to him. Coming to him, they urged him to stay. Remember, he was on a journey. He just sat down to drink water. 
But from that water now, we see three days gone. Why? Because they said, Master, don't go. They asked questions. The things that puzzled them, they asked. They inquired. And then 41 says, now many more believed. And then they went further to let us know what happened. They said to the woman, they say, Auntie, or Madame, or Sissy, whatever her name was. Now we believe, what? Not because of what he said, what? For we ourselves have heard. And we now, what? We have confirmed that he is indeed the Christ. Amen to that for me and you in Jesus' name. Now, another passage we'll look at and then we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there and look into details. John chapter 8, just four chapters ahead. We've looked at this here before and we cannot, you know, look at it enough. John chapter 8, verse 30. This is so important and the Lord will help us in this area. John 8, 30. Are we there? Okay, I read. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Verse 30. 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. Who believed him? He said to them what? You have believed. Go home and eat rice. Is that what he said? He said to them, you have believed. It's all over. No. What did he say? He said to them who believed in him. What? Who believed him? If. Let's take the word if. What does the word if imply? Do I have any English person here? If means condition. It means it's not settled. Praise the Lord. If. He said to those who believed in him, if. If. Either could go either way. What did he say to them if? He said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, if you do not abide in my word, you are not my disciples. Okay, but we will abide in the name of Jesus. So he said, if you abide, King James Version will say, if you continue. What is this trying to say here? You have believed, you need to take it further. Okay, you have believed, you need to take it further. You have believed, you need to take it further. If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now, 32, he tells us why. It's important. It's important because you need to continue so that what? You shall know the truth. Why? Because it's the truth that makes you free. In other words, let, let me paraphrase that verse 32. If, or rather 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And then you will encounter. You will encounter the truth. And then what will happen? The truth will set you free. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. 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 We will encounter the truth in Jesus name. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3. Can I have it on King James please? King James first and then we'll go to the other verses. Other translations. King James will come back here. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3. Okay. Okay. It's there. It says what? Let's read it together. It says then shall we what? Know. How will we know? Then shall we know how, if we follow on to know the Lord. Then shall we know, if we follow on to what? Know the Lord. He's going forth, he's prepared as the morning, and he shall come as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Give us any other translation, just, you know, randomly, any other translation you find. He's talking here about a knowledge, an encounter. Okay, he says what? 
message says we are ready to study God. What? Eager for what? God knowledge. As sure as the dawn. So as we pursue, we are assured we will find. Praise the Lord. Those who seek me will do what? Will find me. Those who do not seek me will be presumptuous to imagine that they have found me. I saw one cartoon. I don't know. Some of us may have seen it. The person said, you'll be in very poor spiritual state if you walk out spiritually only on Sundays. Praise the Lord. He says you'll be what? In very poor spiritual state if you walk out only on Sundays. As you go to the spiritual gym only on Sunday. So you come on Sunday, just two hours. That's what makes you a Christian. He said you'll be very flabby and shabby as a believer. Okay? Give us another translation, please. ERV, any other one, just NLT. Or say, okay, this says, the Living Bible says, Oh, that word, we might know the Lord. It says what? Let us press on to know him. And what? He will respond. That's what I want us to see. God will respond. He says, study to what? Show yourself approved unto God. God is eager to respond. Every parent here understands what I'm talking about. You want your children to do well. Anything you can do to help them. Even to the point of starving, you will do that. But you see, if there is no corresponding hunger or desire from them, you will take your money and eat pepper soup. Am I right? Oh, yes. He says there, oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him and he will respond. Give us another one just for emphasis. Another one. Okay. This same, basically the same thing. NLT is saying the same thing. Oh, that we might know. Let us press on to know. Okay. The, the, the point is taken here that there is a process. Okay. So thank God we're still in early in this year. I, I want to set in you a desire that this year will not end meeting you at this level in Jesus name. No, you, it shouldn't meet you at this level. It shouldn't meet you at this level in your work with God, in your spirituality. You can't. You can't afford to do that. Do you know that in the natural school, you know, that people attend, if you don't move ahead any year, you have failed. That's another word of saying failure. Because when people fail, they don't demote them. When people fail, they maintain status quo. It's only spiritual things that people think status quo is okay. Status quo is not okay. If you're in class four now, if you're in class four now, you're in class four last year. What has happened? But spiritually, people who were in class four last year are comfortable being in class four now. It shouldn't be so. Praise the Lord. Your level, not just uh, uh, word knowledge, but the fruit of the spirit. Your, compart- your comportment, your self-control, you know, your, your joy, your everything just can't be the same. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we, we established from these passages that we've looked at that there is an expectation that we press. This is why the Apostle Paul says, forgetting the things which are what? Behind. So I believe that 90% of those listening to me now are born again believers. Praise the Lord. But Paul says, I forget that and I do what? I press forward. There is a pressing forward which our Lord Jesus said to us, in black and white, in my Bible is red and white. He said, if you abide in my word, if you continue, I need to continue. Why do I need to continue? I need to continue so that I can ascertain what I have believed. I can prove what I have believed. We have established that belief is to take something and accept it without proof. Praise God. 
to accept it without proof. But after I've taken it, in fact, the Bible records, thank you, Holy Spirit, records that at the birth of Jesus, the angels appeared to the shepherds and said to them, to you born this day, what is in the city of uh, David is a savior and who shall be called Christ the Lord. You'll find him here. The Bible says, when the angels left, the shepherds said to one another, let us even go and confirm this thing that the angels said. Now, if they did not go, they would have been convinced that an angel spoke to them. Praise the Lord. But when they went, they saw the baby. They saw the baby in a manger. They saw everything. And then they went back rejoicing. Why? Because what they had believed, what has happened, they have gone to ascertain. Now, my prayer is that you and I will be ascertainers. So that as we ascertain, we become solid. It's not, you see, we've said it here, that you must go beyond the level where if they ask you to do something that is wrong in the office, you say, my pastor won't be happy. Uh, My church won't be happy. If you're at that level, you have not ascertained. And that level, you see, the devil doesn't need to send a commander. It's recruit that he will send to confuse you. Because the recruit will come and tell you that their own pastor, who is bigger than your pastor, Say this, this, this way, this way. In fact, the person would show you, you know, bishops that are doing. But when you know for yourself, is somebody getting what I'm saying? So we must press on so that we can get to the place of realization, comprehension, understanding, to be acquainted with what we believe. If you miss get connected today, it was so powerful. Charles, you know, two money blessed us so much. You see, you have to get beyond your belief to where you ascertain. Where you know, praise the Lord. And you see, you see, this knowledge we're talking about here is not knowledge that comes just from reading words. You know, in the Bible, there are different levels of knowledge. There is knowledge of cognizance. There is knowledge of acquaintance. There is knowledge of description. So how many of us know an elephant here? You, we all know an elephant, isn't it? But how many of us know that elephants mourn their loss? Do you know that when an elephant dies, they gather and they mourn? Okay, how many of us know that the elephant has hearing inability up to 100 miles? Those are levels of knowledge. But the first level of knowledge is that an elephant is a big animal. So everybody here said they knew. But if we go further now, you find out that the knowledge is what? So it's the same way in the Bible. So when the Bible talks about knowing, there are different levels. But the final level of knowledge that the Bible talks about is the knowledge where it says Adam knew his wife Eve. That type of knowledge is not that he knew the name of Eve. That is the type of knowledge that brings conception. And that is where you and I must get to in the name of Jesus. The knowledge that produces Praise the Lord. You know, you meet a lot of people, they call them name droppers. When you meet a lot of people, before you talk to them in one hour, they've mentioned the general social, they've mentioned the president, they've mentioned the, uh, the commissioner, they've mentioned all of that. It's wonderful. I mean, we're not saying they're liars. But it's different also when you meet somebody and he's producing fruit. You meet an old classmate and he says, what are you doing? Tell the person you're working in social organization. He said, give me, give, me give me your details. And then they cause and they promote you. Then you know he knows somebody, isn't it? His knowledge is not, he doesn't need to tell you who he knows. Okay? There is what? Conception. Something is coming out. And that's what God expects of you and I as believers. You see, many believers have a lot of head knowledge. And what that head knowledge, you know, brings forth is argument. 
it brings pride. That's why the Bible can say knowledge puffs up. That level of knowledge is what puffs up. That's the level of knowledge that makes you, when you're listening to people, you're just sticking it. Okay, he got it right. Yeah, he got it well. Yeah, he's okay there, but the Greek uh, word says this. You see, that level, you've not gone into practice. It's the level of spectators. You know, when we all, how many of us watch football here? Most of us do. It's the knowledge of spectators. Every person watching a football match can play. It should cross it like this. No, no, no. He's running too fast. Move back. You see, all of that. Just tell the person, oh yeah, this is your boot. That's when you realize that this man doesn't know what jack about football. Why? Because the knowledge has gone from what? Commentary to participatory to productive. Now, if you see people who are truly working to produce the knowledge of God in their lives, they don't talk too much. They don't argue too much. A lot of people on Facebook that argue, just when you get close to them, you see that these ones are professors. Our brother Charles said something very powerful, which, you know, he said that he has told himself, I want to preach the gospel. But first of all, let me preach it to my wife so that my wife will agree that I'm qualified. Let my children be able to look at me and say, you're a man of God. Praise the Lord. It's not when you cram the whole thing and God, and then you come at home, you are a beast, and you're no witness, no testimony. That's not what we're looking for. That's not knowledge. That's a label. That's tattoo. You know, you can write anything as tattoo on your skin, but your body has DNA. They're very different. You can write tattoo Superman. If your DNA is lizard, that's what you're producing. Do you understand? And they can't steal your DNA. They can't come anywhere they will produce. Because that is the characteristic that is inbred in you. That's what the true knowledge does. It puts it inside of you. Praise the Lord, somebody. So we are enjoined to go ahead. On Sunday, we try to establish that this is a different level. To make certain what we believe. To make certain what we believe. To discover. So now I believe I'm born again. Now what is it to be born again? You press in. And you see, to achieve that is very simple. It demands something from you and I. You and I have to interact with what we have believed. You see, children will teach us this. Maybe this part of why Lord Jesus said we should receive the kingdom as little children. If you give a child a toy, if care is not taken, by the time you come back the next day, he has spoiled it. And then we beat them for spoiling it. No, it's, you should blame the Chinese people that made the toy, that made it so fickle. You see, the child is trying to discover the toy you gave him or her. Do you understand? That's what we're expected to do. What you're giving, you, you probe it. So you know the things that happen. That's why many of us now, we have phones and we're replacing phones. We're replacing phones. We're replacing phones. The five models before the one you have, you've not explored what it can do. Because you're not probing. The thing that attracts you is the color, is the size, and the advert they made. The only thing you can say is the latest. Say this, your phone is different. Say it's the latest. Now, what are you doing with the later that you couldn't do with the late? Only save number, send text, send WhatsApp, finish. But you have bought a new phone and they're making money. You get what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. When we were younger, you know, we used to do car racing and all of that. And some people, you know, some of us will come with big cars. Some people will come with their mother's Volkswagen Beatles. They've mastered how to shift those gears. They beat the people with big cars because they've mastered the vehicle. It's the same thing now. Praise the Lord. So we are called to do what? To interact with what we have believed. 
interact with it. That's what the Samaritans did. They said, after we heard you, we came and we heard him. And then we asked him to stay two days. So they brought their test. They were testing him. They were asking questions. You know, the things that puzzled them, they brought all of it. When they were done, they said to the woman, now we know. Thank you for what you said, but we ourselves what have known. And that is what you and I must do. So we believe beautiful. We must go on to interact. What does it take to interact with the word? Like we started saying on Sunday. If the word says, if you're praying and you remember you have ought or your brother has ought against you, stop. Reconcile with your brother. Do you know how many of us have not crossed that junction since? How many of us have ever stopped our prayer trying to make peace with somebody? Beautiful. Now, what you did was that you encountered that word. Now, what you will experience is there will be a level of peace that you will have the moment that takes place. But if you never do it, you will never experience it. And that word to you will continue to be flying. And you see, sometimes this thing might come out so hard, but maybe that's why the Bible says the gate that leads to the kingdom world is narrow. And the way is what? The gate is, the road is narrow and the gate is, anyway, it is, it is small, anyone. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because the, the way the Lord ministered it to me is that, it's like I give you direction still to my house, okay? And you, they say if you leave the airport, take the first turn right. Praise the Lord. The first turn, once you come out from the airport, take the first turn right. And then from there, other instructions follow. Imagine if you come out from the airport and you don't like the first turn right. And you take the second turn right. Do you know that for the rest of your journey, every turn is wrong? So somebody say, Lord, give me grace. Give me grace to follow. That's what it is. And that's why I was trying to share with us on Sunday some little testimonies. At the start of this walk. You, you see, you will find out, for those of us that have been born again for more than two decades, and some of us three decades and all of that, you will realize that there are people you started with that have not moved. You listen to them, no progress. You hear from them, no progress. They are making a lot of noise, but you can see that they are still very shallow. You know the problem? They did not follow the first stone instruction. There are some people that joked with this thing at the initial stage. They get more sophisticated. They can tell you the revival that happened in 1960, the one that was led by, uh, what's that Yoruba man's name, that was called prayer. They can tell you about it. They even tell you, some of us didn't even know. When, in, in days of Idahosa, I was, I was the devil's, the devil was pushing me like this. So I don't even, they will tell you the days of Paidahosa, the days of this, the days. But today now, when you shake them, they are waiting to tell you the days. May they use your name also. The days of Pastor Akin, the days of Momichi, the days of uh, ID. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they never connected, they never took decisions, they never allowed the world to control them. The Bible is so beautiful. The apostle Paul, where Saul of Tarsus, had an encounter with Jesus. Praise the Lord. Divine encounter. What was the first thing he said? He said, Lord, what, what would you have me do? What must I do? Simple. You can't get born again and the first thing you bring is seven prayer points. 
Kill my enemy number one. The second enemy, keep him, let him live long so that he'll see what I belong. The third one, um, back to send the other things he sent to me. <laughs> what must I do? Obedience. What am I trying to say? For you and I to advance in this world, in this life, in this believing, you believe you must obey. We don't like that word. You must interact with what you have believed. You must, inter- you must allow it move you. Let me read something I wrote here. Something I was made to write. It says, when someone believes something, regardless of what it is, that belief changes them and results in some action or behavior that is characteristic of the belief. Do you agree that? There is nobody here now. Well, most of us, some of us are for regulation. Most of us here who are wearing masks, not okay, not in church, who wear masks all the time, proof positive what? That you believe the COVID-19 pandemic, okay? And that it spreads by what? Aerosols and all of that, okay? Now, the people in the market that are forcing with closure and all of that, do they wear Simple why? They don't believe. Now, you may be able to force somebody to do what he doesn't believe. But what somebody believes, you don't force him to do. Did you get that? You can act something you don't believe. But what you believe, you can't refrain from acting it. So, you and I must ask ourselves continually, this thing that I say I believe, am I seeing something in my life that is in line with it? Am I seeing something in my life? And that's why I can't emphasize enough heaven. I'm telling you, I believe there is a heaven. I believe it so well that I'm ready to go now. Praise the Lord. Because there's nobody here seated here that if somebody calls you, you've asked at the end of this meeting, you say a text message. All expenses paid, first class to Al Kapuku or Dubai, uh, 15 days, uh, Valentine, whatever. You and any 10 people you choose. So you can even choose your whole office, your boss. All ex- you will not tell the person, well, uh, the church is planning a prayer meeting on Sunday. I cannot come. Um, will you say that? So why is it that when it comes to heaven, you say, um, hey, hey, Lord, uh, but mm-mm, mm-mm. What you believe, you must ask yourself, do I really believe this? Do I really believe this? How do I not believe it? I will check my actions, not what I say. Like they've said, talk is what? Cheap. If I let, let me push in this one in case I forget it. This, this are one of those things that the Lord tells me and I had to write. It says, one ounce of obedience is worth more than a thousand pounds of naked belief or mental assent. One ounce of obedience. And that is all God needs. Praise the Lord. That's all God needs of you. One ounce of obedience. You know, the Bible tells us when he was going to feed the multitude. Okay. And he said to them, give them something to eat. And they analyzed it. It was an impossible task. How do you feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, in the middle of the desert? You own no bakery. You're not a billionaire. So you don't even have the money. If you had the money, you had to pre-order. You know how long it would take to produce that bread? But the Bible said something there very key. The Bible said he himself what knew what he would do. Okay, see what goes on here now. Um... um is it Philip? Was it Andrew? Andrew comes up and says, Master, we found we're looking for food for, let's say, 10,000 people. But we found the food of one boy. What is he saying? 
when the master said, we want to feed this multitude, the people who don't believe at all, would they go and look for food? For Andrew to find a boy's meal was an ounce of obedience. That's all God is asking of you. It's so easy to sit and hear God's word and sign off. You see, when I, I had that problem, I used to sign off chemistry from beginning. When the teacher started doing all those IUPAC, you know, uh, deoxyribonucleic, I just signed off. I said, This one, I'll fill it. How many courses? I'm registered for eight minus one, seven. I sign off. I cannot come and go and kill myself. <laughs> you understand? That's how many people do with the word of God. When the word of God comes, they just sign off. Some people are listening, you know, and they're saying, Pastor, this one, you're saying, I cannot. No, an ounce of obedience. Andrew, they were talking about feeding 10,000 people. Andrew brought a boy's food, not a man's food. But when he brought it to Jesus, Jesus lifted it up. And say fast. So that's what he was looking for. Let the devil not deceive you. One little step of obedience you take tonight. I beg that us on, on Sunday. Take a step. The devil will run away. The devil. It's one little step. Heaven will say he believes us. Didn't the Bible say if you draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. If you take that step. That's what it's about. It's a, just a, conf, this thing we just did. So call somebody and say, please, you know, I know I offended you. It's been six years or it's been seven years. Some of us, that will help you because some of us, six years, something happened. And, and you just call the person and say, well, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry I've been shy or afraid or whatever. Heaven will say, he takes us seriously. And all of a sudden, a flood of grace. That's what happened with Andrew. He brought it, the same five loaves and two fish. At the end, how many baskets? Twelve baskets. To show you that when you're dealing with omnipotence, it's not your ability that is his problem. It's your willingness. Some of us have closed the door of our willingness. Some of us are living a life now that heaven is begging you. We have a future for you. And you're saying, no, I want to remain where I am. Every day you come to church, because of you, the pastor will mention that particular matter. But you will not change. But today you're changing. Today we are all changing In the name of Jesus Christ So he says to know this thing To ascertain it You have to interact with it You have to say to it touch me Let me touch you now Let's know ourselves We mentioned the finances the other time I mean listen to me If you are going to be a Christian You must understand that everything you have Belongs to him You see nobody I think someone told me this recently. I can't remember. I told, was telling mom in China overhead. Somebody went to the doctor. And then the doctor was, you know, taking, um, what's it called? Details, uh, bio detail, whatever. And so the doctor asked the person, it was a lady. So how old are you? And she said, 35. And the doctor wrote 35. And then paused a bit. She said, 37. The doctor paused a bit. She said, we're 39. The doctor said, make up your mind. Just know that the drug I'm going to give you, if the age is wrong, you die. She said, 60. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't 60, but something completely different. Do you understand? <laughs> That's how many of us are, you know? <laughs> yes. We think the thing is fine. There is interaction. You know, the doctor, I don't have time. You're looking at somebody that reminds you of your grandmother. And then the person is saying, uh, uh, 30, 
I was born in the seven, I'll be 80, so who, who is, the, you know. I know to just make up your mind. Just know that they, I'm asking you because the drug, you know. Then the woman just said, okay, you didn't tell me that before, doctor. You should have, <laughs> you should have told me you were serious. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so in essence, the knowledge we're talking about here is not a knowledge of hearing only. You know, when the Bible says hearken, the word hearken does not just imply to hear. It means to hear and do. It means to hear and do. If we remove the doing, we end up deceiving ourselves like that lady would have done. You know, you know the Bible is so clear. Our Lord Jesus said, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, Lord. Or rather, no, that's not the one I'm looking for. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, Lord? And do not do the things that I say. And you're wondering. Truly, that's very correct. Why do we call him Lord? And not do the things that he says. Why don't we just call him, you know, any other name? You know why? Because we think that by hearing something, by giving mental assent to it, by associating with it. Besides in church, nobody follows you to mark your living. You know, nobody follows us to mark our living. So we think we get away with a lot of things. But the only problem is that with that type of lifestyle, we don't know. We're not safe. That's what I'm trying to say. You're not safe. I was talking about finances. You're not safe. You see, until you get to the place where you know that God is your source. We are in a country, Nigeria now. And we've not had the privilege we've had in the last since the political dispensation of having as many Christians be in seats of power. You know that. And these people came from the revival that occurred in Nigeria, you know, in the 70s, 80s and all of that. Now, the problem is that a lot of these people had not matured to trust God in different areas before they got to power. So when they get there, the devil who is old, the devil is a wise devil. He will trick them. Some of them will not do God's will because they're afraid of dying. How can a Christian be afraid of dying? People die every day. Do you understand? Why not die? Listen, David, a little boy, went to attack a bear because he took a sheep. And then you can change a nation for dying. Die now. We will name a, a, a we will name, start naming our children after you. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, if you've not trusted God, if you're not faithful in the little things, how can you be faithful in big? It's not possible. If you've not learned to trust God in your finances, how can you trust him with your blood? These are the little, in these little areas, you encounter God and you know he's real. Nobody can tell you. You go to the other side now, the uh, people on the other side. They don't have the real thing. But from childhood, they so school them in what is not real. That they're so bold and brazen. Do you know that some of the songs we sing here, what was the first song we sang? Thank you. What am I the God? We say, when we finish singing that song, we sit down. When the people on the other side, when they sing that their own song, they, they, kill, they, burn, they fear goes immediately. You wait, as people are singing that song, what am I hiding? Very powerful song. And we're jumping. Hallelujah. When we finish, if dog barks, whoa, 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 you dodge. Ordinary dog, you dodge and run. <laughs> you've not encountered him. Do you understand? You've not, you've not interacted with him. You've not interacted with him. It's these encounters that embolden you in the bigger things of life. 
You've encountered him. Nobody can threaten you. If you don't sleep with me, I won't marry you. You say to him, bro, come, bro, come. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. He'll be thinking you want to say something else. You just cast out that demon of lust out of him. Do you understand? Or, or you're working and then they say, a, a baby, a baby, a baby, a baby. And you're a married woman. And you're feeling cool that they're calling you married woman, a baby. You turn. <laughs> Do you understand? You see, what, what I'm trying to say is this. What we have is real. A few Sundays ago, the Lord spoke to us. He said, the faith we have, what? It has foundation. But you need to start encountering it here and there. Not on the stage. In the little areas. In your heart. Some of us married men. We have never apologized to our wives. We've not learned that. And the Bible says, God gives grace to who? And some wives have never apologized to their husband. Why? Because they can speak 1,000 words per second. And he resists what? The proud. Who told you you have to be wrong to apologize? You just have to be more spiritual to apologize. Oh yes. You just have to be more spiritual. Or even just what of the anointing to keep quiet when you, they tell you to keep quiet. And then something in your head is saying, no, I can't take this. 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 <laughs> and as you're saying, I can't take this. The spirit of Christ in you is saying, he took it. He took it. I can't take it. He said, he took it. Then you say, get deep behind me. Let me finish with this matter and come back. Listen. Oh, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Somebody say, Lord, give us grace. Give us grace. So our time is gone as we try to run. Our Lord Jesus made it clear. He spoke to those who believed. And I'm talking to believers. He said, if you continue, take the steps in this thing. Try it in your office. Give your due. Live like a Christian. He says you will prove. You will come to know the truth. You will, do, do, do you know what it means? You read, we read the Bible. You encounter the truth as you journey. Listen. Joseph honored God and ran away from Potiphar's wife. What was the next reaction? It was jail. Christianity is not light switch. That's what I try to teach us. I don't need to breathe on you and say bless you. Bless you. Mm-mm. The way this thing works, eh? if you engage it, they will place the other. They'll start manufacturing it. Do you understand? They'll start producing it. And they, because they know you're an engager, they don't plan to meet you here. When God saw Joseph's commitment, his deliverance was going to come through the prison. He could have engineered a prison break. He was the head of the prison. He would have said, okay, Oga prison, let us go and fetch a firewood. When he gets to the road, he will escape. And then when they give Pharaoh the dream, the plot they had agreed in heaven, they will now come to the prison. Joe, 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 Joe. They will see that Joe has run back to uh, Canaan as a pauper. Whereas he was supposed to remain on that path. Do you understand? He said, if you continue, you obey him yesterday. Hallelujah. You're in trouble today. Obey him in the trouble. You honored him five years ago. Honor him today because it says, if you continue, that's what you know. It kept ringing. Tell them to continue. Don't start with the big one, start with the one you can do tonight. Continue, continue, continue in your business dealing. Begin to be reliable. What you say, do, swears to his own heart and does not maintain it. Exchange rate has changed, still pay. 
Do you understand? The business didn't work out like you planned. But I made a commitment. Pay. Heaven will be saying, they say, we, we found somebody here. We, we found somebody there. We, that, that's how they'll be looking. They say, we found somebody there. What will happen is that the truth will come and embrace you. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lord, I want to encounter you. I receive grace, O oh Lord. I receive grace, O oh Lord. I receive grace, O oh Lord. I don't know about you, but we, you, I need grace. I need grace. I need grace. I need grace. You see, I need the grace to continue in the word. I need the grace. We started by saying, it says, if, 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 my, if this, my soul draws back, or rather, if we draw back, it says, my soul shall not have pleasure. I will not draw back. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. Faithfulness. I receive grace to continue. I receive grace. Yield. I receive grace to expose myself to the truth. To the word of God. Lord, I receive your grace. Help me, Lord. I need someone to pray to the Lord. I need someone to ask for help. No one can do this on his own. No one. No one. We need grace. And the Bible says, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Lord, I receive believer indeed to continue. I want to move on from mental ascent. I want to move on from repeating what was said. I want to move on from regurgitating what the preacher said. From remembering to living it. Lord, make my life, oh Lord, your dwelling place. I want to do the things that you've said to do. I want to believe in you. I want to continue in your word. So that I can know and encounter the truth. So that I will be free indeed. That's what it says. It says if you continue you will encounter the truth. And then the truth will set you free. Lord help me. Do you know our world is looking. Heaven is looking. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord. It runs to and fro over the whole earth. It's searching for men whose hearts are loyal. What is loyalty? Loyalty means continue. You remain with me. That's it. It's not strength. People confuse themselves. God is not looking for the strong. He's looking for the loyal. He's looking for the one who is saying, yes, Lord. Uh, you, you rise and you fall. But he says, continue. That's what he's saying. He, you make mistakes, but you're there with him. You're there with him. You're still holding on to him. He says, I will show myself strong on your behalf. You're listening to me and the Spirit of God is saying to me to tell you, don't mind the devil. I didn't call you for strength because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. In that your weakness, continue. In that your weakness, continue. That's what the Bible says, the righteous man man may fall seven times but what? He will surely rise again but the wicked falls by calamity when the wicked falls there is no second chance. Tonight I want you to determine Lord I receive grace every step of the way I receive grace to follow. It says then shall you know if you follow. Tonight I'm saying I will follow you will follow. We will follow as a church. The word of God will come to fulfillment in my life. The promises of God, I will walk in them. Joseph's dream came to fulfillment because of his ability to continue. Life wasn't giving him what he ordered, but he continued. Many are in this church, many are in this generation, and life is looking like he has played tricks on you. And the enemy is trying to discourage you. But tonight the word is coming to you and he say, continue. Continue because I'm watching you. If Do not draw back. Do not draw back. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Some of us, the financial blessing God has prepared for us, we are exactly in the opposite direction. Do you know that, that, praise the Lord somebody. Thank you Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe this is a word for somebody. The Lord is showing me. He said, Joseph, a day, the same day, his dream was fulfilled. He was in the lowest place he could be in, jo- in Egypt. Some of us are in the exact, the furthest opposite of what looks like the promise. But you know what God has said to you? You see, he was not just a slave. He was a slave in prison. Are you getting it? But in one day, the same Joseph, the same Egypt, the same city, the same day, he moved from a slave in prison world to becoming a prime minister in the same Egypt, in the palace. Why? Because it does not cost God one moment to transform, to change your situation. Somebody needs to believe God afresh and say, I will not faint. I will not draw back. I will not cast away my confidence. I know whom I have believed. And tonight I'm declaring my persuasion that is able to perform that which have committed into his hand. Have you committed your life? Have you committed your marriage? Have you committed your career? Have you committed your future? You're a young man. You're a young lady. Have you said to the Lord, I will live for you. I will serve you. you. You're a Nigerian. We have committed this nation. This is a word for me also. With the things I'm seeing in this nation, it looks like there is no hope. But I serve the living God. I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe in the God that brought Israel out of Egypt in one moment. I believe in the God that parts the Red Sea. I believe in God that brings water out of the road. I believe in God that raises the dead. I believe in God that fed a multitude in the wilderness. Without a farm, without anything, he fed them for 40 years. Their clothes did not wear out. They did not forsake. That God is a mighty God. He is my God. Come on church, can we give him praise? Can we give him praise? We will follow you. We will follow you for the rest of our lives. We will follow you. We will follow you. Quiet can take that song. I'm done. I will follow you. That is my declaration. I'm following this God. I will follow you. I will follow you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.